no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are a Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we are joined by the Queen of Bears Twitter, Cousin Heidi, as we preview the wild card matchup versus the Saints and much more. Hey, Doug, man, how you feeling, brother? Feeling pretty good, Fred. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just going to say this real quick. You know, we don't get political on the show. There's a lot of shit that's going on in the country today that made me just sad to say that I live in this country. But we're going to get the vibes going really good on this show today. As you mentioned, we got the undisputed queen of Bears Twitter pulling up with us. Yes, Ms. sir. Cousin Heidi, how is it going? How are you guys? All the way from Acapulco, Mexico. Thank you for coming on the show. Hail to the queen, everyone. Hail to the queen. I'm here to show my respect. Hey, Dub. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you both. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I love your podcast. It's an honor that not only that you listen to our humble podcast, but the fact of the matter is, is that you were like one of the first people that kind of co-signed and made our podcast cool for people on Twitter to even check out. So we are humbled and thankful for you and definitely happy to have you on the show. One thing that I wanted to ask you before we get into the show, I've often wondered this. I see a lot of your tweets that, you know, you have on game day and I'm like, man, she is like such a great fan. And I wonder... How the hell did you become a Bears fan living all the way over in Acapulco, Mexico? I would love to hear yeah. this story. Yeah, that's that's a pretty interesting one. My dad used to be a huge NFL fan. He was um, a Redskins fan. Okay. And I was the one to see, to watch every game. Every game we could watch because we didn't get many games here in Mexico on TV. Mm-hmm. So I was... I was his only daughter who liked football, so I watched everything with him. And he nicknamed me Oso, which is bear in English. Uh, Oso. Nice. So when I realized that there was a football team with my nickname, I thought, hey, this is my team. So that started when I was around seven years old, so a pretty long time ago. And the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. So so now so we have your your father to thank for your fandom and also for you being a fan of the show. Yes. <laughs> oh man. I gotta say thank you, Pops, then. Hey Pops, thank you. <laughs> yes, right. yes. I thank him every day. <laughs> so that's awesome. So you said you have uh, other siblings. Did they not take after sports either, uh, like you did? No, not at all. <laughs> I have two sisters and no. They don't even know what I'm talking about every time. (laughs) Actually, no one in my family does. I'm completely alone in this. So I thank you and Twitter 
for this. Do you or my company whenever there's a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we try to keep it fun, you know. You know the vibes yeah. with us. We're not we're not gonna be on Twitter uh, arguing about Mitch versus Foles, but if people want to have fun, they come mix it up with me and A Dub. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned earlier that you had checked out our uh, you know our recap episode. What were some of your thoughts when you look back at that uh, that Packers game on uh, Sunday? I was angry because Mitch and the offense are having a fair game, a better okay. game than other than before, right? And okay. then the defense, the defense comes out flat, sure. and that was that was I, what I didn't like about that. And too inconsistent. The, all the parts of the team were inconsistent mm-hmm. at times. So I think that's a coaching problem. Because as a coach, you have to put them all together, all the pieces together, and they weren't together. That's what I think about that game. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, it wasn't and four quarters of cohesiveness at all. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and then think about it is that we're limping into the playoffs right now. And so what are your thoughts on the team as we look forward to this like, game against the Saints? Are you optimistic? What are your thoughts about uh, Sunday's game? I am optimistic because I always am. <laughs> there's something that well Matt Nagy said this morning on his presser what do you say yes. now <laughs> he said when you get to Sunday everything could happen everything can happen and I said no coach you have to make it happen <laughs> so right. talk to him <laughs> yes he's talking this, about this being we're zero zero again anything can, no 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 you have to make it happen so please don't screw it up because we are special. When we have these great opportunities, we never capitalize out of them. And this is a great opportunity. Again, I hope we don't screw it up this time. Right. Yeah. No, that's a really good point because the thing about it is a lot of people will say, oh, zero, zero, new season. But that's coach talk. You got to prepare and you got to plan and, and you have to execute on Sunday. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, A-Dub, but I, I'm not really too much into the, the coach speak. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you're not prepared, you're going to go home. <laughs> so we got to have this team prepared and ready to play, ready to fight, ready to battle. And a lot of this come down also to heart, you know, the will to win, the heart. You know, if you got good design plays, fellas, they got to execute. So the guys got to execute on that and, and make the coach look good, too. There you go. Miss mm-hmm. Heidi, I was going to ask you. What's been your thoughts on the season? So obviously, eight and eight isn't probably what a lot of fans thought we were going to do this year. What are your thoughts like as far as the season was going? And then also, what are your thoughts on some of the top players on the team and how they perform, whether it's a Khalil Mack or a Hakeem Hicks? Okay. <laughs> I know what you're getting. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm thankful that we did have a season because it was all so when this started, we didn't even know if we, we were going to be able to watch any games. So With true. all that mm-hmm. in mind, I think it has been good enough. I thought we could have made it better if we didn't, this is the narrative mine, if we didn't, if if the coach wouldn't have benched Mitch, I think we wouldn't be at this point. We would be slightly better. That's what I think. So let's win this one. (laughs) At least one more. That's a really good point because I think a lot of people realize that Mitch may not be the long-term answer, but we also know that when they brought Nick Foles in here, it was for the reason of being him playing. And so we knew that he wasn't going to sit on the bench all season. So it was only a matter of time before Nagy made that move. 
But I agree with you 100%. I think that move really fucked up season up for us a little bit. <laughs> yes, it did, man. It came back to bite us, too, because now mm-hmm. some games we probably could have won, we didn't win under Foles. And we looked really ugly at times under Foles. I mean, some games look worse than it's ever looked in weeks. And then Foles coming there and didn't, again, didn't help us out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that offense is like a JV offense out there under Nick Foles. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> So, Miss Heidi, she skirted one of the questions that we asked. So, she's a big Hakeem Hicks fan. Okay. And uh, I, I was wondering what her thoughts were on, on his performance this season. She skirted past that when I asked her about him and Khalil Mack. And you see how she conveniently, she's a politician. She, she, didn't, she didn't touch that one. <laughs> I was expecting more out of both of them. That's all. I was expecting more because we had a lot on back on 2018. Last yes. year, he was injured. Hicks was injured. Right. But so I expected a lot more. He did a good job, but I expected more. I don't know if it's, it has something to do with Coach Pagano. I'm sure it does. (laughs) I want him gone, even if I don't want anyone (laughs) to lose their job. (laughs) You know what? I think last Packers game, if the defense was better, we would have won that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you make a good point, though. I think uh, what you mentioned about Hicks and Mack and wanting more production out of them, because at the end of the day, I know people look at the results, the stats, and see that, hey, those that those things are down with sacks. And that that's a big part of the game. You want to see those guys get pass rushes and, and put some pressure on quarterbacks. So looking at Hicks, you expect a lot more from him. He did do a good job, but you expect more from a guy like that. So I can totally understand with him not doing so well that we would like. But also, he did miss some games, too, due to injury, too. Yeah, and the uh-huh. thing about it is that he could be playing hurt still um, at this point. You know, we never know, right? Right. Because um, earlier in the season, guys, I mean, he was playing very well. He had, like, all of his sacks in the first, like, what, it's like four, three to four games of the season? Yeah. And then this back half of the season, he's kind of been like, you know. Yeah, kind of <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What, what, what do you guys think about with Khalil Mack? You get, A.W., you already know where I'm at with 52, but I want to kind of get you guys' thoughts on, on Khalil. I think from looking at Mack, I think he's done – great as far as applying pressure. Now, the thing is, he hasn't always gotten the results of getting sacks, right? But he has still made some impact on the game. I understand what Cousin Hadi is saying, that you want to see some of those sacks, right? More results um, from that perspective. But the pressure, it's still there. He's definitely got that part of the, of the game um, patting down. Yes, yes, I think so. He's always there. Yeah. If not yeah. getting the sacks, he's making an impact. Yeah, Yeah, I, I agree with Absolutely. that, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I and I was I'll take it a step further as I always say on here stats don't tell the whole story right um, so he only has nine sacks but the thing about it is you have to see the way that he's being used in this defensive scheme is probably not the best right guys on that defensive line aren't taking advantage of their one on one so and also too let's not forget the fact that Khalil Max been on the injury report most of the season yes so he's playing with damn near probably every injury that's going on <laughs> and we don't even know. Right. Uh-huh. And, yet, and he hasn't missed a game. And one more thing to that, Perez. He's also getting double teamed at times, a lot of times on, on that field. They're holding him as well. So a lot of odds are stacked against him. <laughs> There's so many times that he's getting mauled out there right in front of the ref. They don't call the hold. And I'm like, a guy's head should not be doing like this when he's trying to pass rush. Like, that's not right. a normal football move. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, that's true. He's, he's looking to heaven. Every time he's trying to pass rush, like that's that's not normal. 
uh, that's going to happen forever because it has been happening forever. He's always been held and the referees are always blind to that. Yeah, they're blind to for sure. Yeah, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. What the problem is. So looking ahead to the uh, to the game this weekend, guys. So we know what happened in week eight. We know that yes. the Bears, we lost in overtime to the Saints 26 to 23. That was a game, and I don't know what you guys' thoughts were, but I thought we played pretty well in that game in week eight, and we almost beat them. And that Cairo Santos 51-yard field goal, man, Ooh. had me leaping off the couch. I'm like, man, we are in here, you know? And that was even with trash fucking Nick Foles in there. But Yes. <laughs> 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 so, so what, what, were, what were you guys' thoughts on that Week 8 game? And then we'll kind of transition to your thoughts on the game that we're going to play Sunday. Well, Week 8 game, again, you're right. It was a close game. We had a chance. It went to overtime. I thought we should have done enough early on to um, impact the game more. So we'll be able to at least put pressure on them and probably win in regulation. But again, they took a shot at it and, and, and took advantage of it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, if we compare the last game to the Saints, we should have won that. Yes. But if you think, uh, well, Nick Foles played that one and he throws a little bit farther than Mitch down the field and Mitch doesn't. But now Mitch has a different offensive line than the one that Foles had back then. So if the defense plays well, like yes. on the first games, I think we have a big shot at winning this time. The offensive line we have now and if the defense steps up. That's a hell of a point. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to that take because she is right. I think if you look at that game defensively, the way we played the Saints, we were the team that's played them the best out of everybody that they've played this season. And we know as of late that our defense has kind of shit the bed a bit. And we also don't know if Roquan Smith is going to play on um, on Sunday. We got an injury report that came out today where Jalen Johnson, it looked like he was limited, which is a good yes. sign. But Buster uh-huh. Screen, it looks like he's probably not going to play. And I have a feeling with Buster Screen, with his previous concussion history, he may probably retire or something. Because, I mean, it's been, what, four weeks now with him with the concussion? Yeah. That was that's, good. That's never good. I have a question oh, about, about Roquan Smith. That injury report from the Bears, he said he didn't participate. If he would be out because his elbow uh, injury, if that was a serious injury, it would have said out, right? You're wondering um, if there's a chance that he could play. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for helping me with this. No, I got, I got you. We got you. <laughs> I honestly wonder if having him on that injury report in that manner is just gamesmanship. Mm. A part of me, when I, the way that I saw him uh, leave the field and not come back, it just to me, this looked like it was a really bad injury. I'm hoping though that it could be a situation where it's a possibility, but I don't know. When you watch the replay of it, it just didn't look good. No, yeah, you're right. Okay, it was just Heidi being optimistic. Hey, there's Again. nothing wrong with that. We we need more <laughs> of that because I'm not right. so optimistic sometimes. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, so you know, back to the way our defense kind of matched up. Um, I think if uh, Chuck Pagano can just keep things simple. He got a little, for lack of better words, he got a little fancy in the game on Sunday with some of the stuff mm-hmm. that he was trying to do. And I think if in this game, if he just kind of goes back to what a, some of the stuff that he did against them the last time, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think one thing he has to do is mix it up a little bit more. Can't get married to one way. You got to give some of these uh, good quarterbacks different looks, right? You can't get stuck in one area, one, one, one part of the field or one thing to do. For example, you just can't just go zone coverage. You can't just go man-to-man. Got to mix things up to keep those great quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers out of sync. 
And I think Perez talked about this as well, getting pressure, you know, on these quarterbacks. And I think our um, defensive line really got to step up more than what they did last game if we're going to really make a, a change in, in this next game. Also, another thing, too, I'm not sure if you guys realize this, but in that last game, we were really good on third down against the Saints, and we got yeah. them off the field. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have to continue. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing that got to continue as well, Perez, you talked about this, was how we did to Kamara. We did a good job at, at stopping him in that run. So um, we can continue doing that. We did a good job at actually containing some of the wide receivers because because they didn't have any. <laughs> you know, uh, they had some guys injured, no Emmanuel Sanders, no uh, Michael Thomas. So we took heavily advantage of that. And speaking of that, I was going to kind of just even mention that. So that was kind of actually one of my keys uh, for this matchup as uh, covering Kamara. Because to your point, A-Dub, Mm-hmm. Kamara was limited uh, in that game from a running standpoint. I mean, he got right. a, a decent run there in overtime, mm-hmm. but where he killed us was catching the ball out of the backfield. And right. one of the things that Kamara is really good at doing is sneaking out of the backfield and getting those catches. And the thing about it is with a guy like that in the open field, he can make people miss and right. it can be really, really bad for our defense if we allow him to sneak outside of the, uh, of the backfield. Yeah. I think uh, he had about nine catches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if we could just limit him in coverage, that'll be really good. But the issue is there is if Roquan's not playing and we already struggled to contain him out of the backfield, then we have Trevathan and we have Josh Woods that are going to be left to try to cover Kamara. And I just don't like that matchup. Oh, I don't like that matchup at all. Um, I think we're, if Roquan Smith can't play, we're really going to miss him. Yep, exactly. <laughs> because you said so. He, he not only runs, but he catches the ball. We have to stop him. And Brooklyn is going to be truly missed. We have stopped Derrick Henry. We have stopped Camara before. And Devante Adams also. But I'm not sure about this time. Well, the, the thing about it is, uh, with the way that Breeze has looked down the stretch, I have a feeling that they're probably going to try to uh, keep the ball short, throw a lot of those like, little passes to Kamara, little short routes. So I think that's where he's going to have that impact. He will have an impact because now I think he'll have more um, weapons on their team. If, um, like I said, if Michael Thomas plays, and they also have Emmanuel Sanders there, so now you got to cover those guys, and you also got to cover Kamara um, coming out, you know, to, to get some catches. So that's going to put a little bit more pressure on us on our defense from that perspective. Yeah, uh, that's a good point because uh, Sanders was out with COVID the last time they played it, and what uh, Michael Thomas was out with the high ankle sprain, right? Correct. So, yeah, that's something we're going to definitely have to keep an eye on. What was one of your keys, A-Dub? Yeah, one of my keys is if he plays, right, Michael Thomas, if he plays, we got to stop him because now you're giving Breeze a weapon that he can utilize. I think the last time Michael Thomas played, I think he was targeted probably, what, eight to ten times, something like that, in that ram. So it looks like he's one of the favorite targets of Breeze. And he's also been one of the great wide receivers in the game before all these injuries and things of that nature. So he's a big part of what they do. So he's going to be the one we're going to have to contain in, in our secondary. Do you want to see Fuller uh, follow him, similar to what we saw last week with him following Adams in coverage? Yeah, I would like that idea to have him follow him the whole time, really. Let him shadow him the whole game, really, if, if it need be. Because I think that's going to be a big part of um, at least someone trying to put some pressure on him and could try to contain him. Uh, that's a good key. My last key, and I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this one, um, is I want to make Breeze look like he's a 41-year-old quarterback soon-to-be 42-year-old quarterback. We see Breeze's arm strength is not what it used to be. He doesn't have that same velocity or zip on balls anymore. And so what I would like to see from the Bears is for us to bring some of that pressure. And what I want to see that pressure come from is the middle. 
I would like to see us blitz the middle. I would like to see Hakeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols collapse in that pocket because if right. they could do so, then it's going to force Breeze to not be able to step up in the pocket and make some of those throws that he likes to make. And I think that's going to be really key for us because you know uh, A-Dub and, and Miss Heidi, you may know this as well. When you get that pressure on a quarterback like Breeze, it takes his timing down a little bit, and then he may have that opportunity where he may throw one up for grabs. But I wanted to get you guys' thought on that when it comes to Drew Breeze. No, that's a good point you brought up, Brez, because the thing about Breeze, he's not as mobile as he used to be when he was with San Diego. So now he's really in that pocket. We got to make him move, make him uncomfortable as much as we can, because you know what? That's when he's going to start throwing interceptions. And I've seen it happen in some games this year to where he was actually uh, uncomfortable out there. So we can do that. We'll be good. Make him be 40. I am expecting my boy Hicks to do his job this time. (laughs) All right, there you go. (laughs) Hakeem, do do not disappoint her. Yes, please, please. I'm going to love him forever, but yeah, (laughs) he needs to to step up. And I think that the Saints are, maybe this is Bree's last year playing. I don't Mm -hmm. know. So they're going to come out and give all they have. So we got to do the same. That's a really good point. And also, too, let's not forget that he still is recovering, I think, from that painful rib injury that he had Uh, earlier uh in the season, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing. Uh You get a couple of those hits on Breeze, they change the way that ball's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, when your body is 40 years old, man, 40 plus, it's 40 plus. Listen, you're, you're, you ain't got to tell me that, man. I get up the next day after running four miles, and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking yesterday? <laughs> Don't feel like you're in your 20s no more, man. You got no, man. You got to stretch. You got to do, do everything. Do not ask me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I let this new year go to my damn head. I'm like, so you already know how I feel about that. Right. <laughs> are, there, are there any other players on the Saints when you guys look at this matchup that, that – um that kind of worry you. Mine is Taysom Hill. But are there any people on this team that you guys kind of worry about outside of Breeze and Kamara? I have. I do worry about Emmanuel Sanders because he does have speed and he mm-hmm. likes to get over the top of those DBs, right, to, to get the long ball. So you got to worry about that, you know. So think about him and Michael Thomas together. That's tough, man, because now you got to really worry not about the guy who goes, who goes with short routes. Then you also got to worry about the guy who goes long. So that's going to be a, um, something for us to watch out for. Also, too, who's going to cover uh, Emmanuel Sanders? That's kind of oh, a, that's a good call out because we don't know. Because if it's Duke Shelley again, if he gets burped again on Sunday, bro, man. Look, look, man, Duke Shelley shouldn't take <laughs> shouldn't be out on the field right now against anyone right now. We got no choice. I know. <laughs> we got no choice. I know. I know. I'm going to start calling him toast. <laughs> Cause he's getting that big time, man. <laughs> man. You talk about toast, man. Hey, look, we're talking about that black dark dark toast. <laughs> That's that shit that your grandma said. You gonna scrape this? You gonna scrape this off over there? That garbage can. You gonna eat this toast? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you killing me, friends? <laughs> that, that's Duke Shelley. He's that burnt toast that your grandmother's gonna make you eat, <laughs> and you gonna like it. <laughs> I, right. I think I think I said so many mean things to him last game. To the Packers, I was so angry about. How- you were on a roll, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> yes, <Right>. I was. <laughs> and when, when, when I, I kind of look forward, A Dub on game day when she starts like turning up a little bit, I'm like, ooh, wee. 
Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but with Taysom Hill, because I was uh, with him, I, I just think with anytime he touches the ball or he lines up in the game, guys, you know he's going to get the ball to run it and do whatever right. he does. So he's always in that wildcat. Wild you do. He's hard to tackle. He's not like the like a, a speedster, but he's quick and he's strong. Right. And so yeah. that's somebody that I worry about. And you know what else? I like that press. That's that's a good one, man. Um, you know what else I think we need to worry about too? Who is Murray? Because they use both of their running backs a lot. And yeah. I understand if they can't get enough for Kamara, you know, they give Murray out there to give a different look. So we have to be prepared for how these guys run. They all they both run differently, so they're not the same type running back. So I think we're really gonna have to really pay attention to that, to that style. Yeah, because they definitely will pound the, the ball on the ground. And the thing about it is, we're, the way that our um, Bears defense has been going as of late, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what we're going to see. I don't even know because th- this is also another thing that I worry about in this matchup. I say, well, if Roquan's out, right, who can we trust to not only cover uh, these guys out of the backfield, but then who can we depend on to make sure that these guys, if they get an open field, are going to make the tackle? So right. That's what worries me. Yeah, and I'm worried about Wood if he's going to be the one to replace Roquan again, you know, and he didn't look good at times out there on that field. Man, Josh Woods needs to he yeah. needs to wor- he needs to worry about his tackling and less on his dance moves. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> good point, Prince. Yes. Because <laughs> when he was back in that end zone, he was waving his arms and dancing because he made a little pass breakup in the next play. He gets beat for a touchdown. We said this in the last episode. I'm like, bro. I don't want to see you doing any of that shit. We haven't um, had a road playoff win since 95. That's a long time. Jeez. Hell yeah. A few decades. <laughs> man, I was worried about prom in 95. <laughs> man, that's that's a while ago, man. And I, hopefully we can change our luck, right, with this game. Because we do have a chance. We do have a chance. We have to be able to stick to the plan or adjust, right? Because you know, Prez, a lot of times through this year, we struggle with making adjustments coming out that third quarter, coming out to the third quarter. So this game here is, should be a, so, somewhat of a chess match. So I'm hoping that we have to make some adjustments again coming out. So, well, that's that's funny that you say that because I think I was just thinking about that analogy, right? So you got Sean Payton on one side of the field, and yeah. you got Matthew Nagy on the other side. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and so <laughs> now you got one guy who's like fucking Bobby Fisher, and you got the other guy that's a five-year-old that's still learning how to fucking play checkers. Right. <laughs> you know, so I don't know, man. If we're looking at a situation where we're matching wit and, and strategy and stuff like that, we're fucked. But Nagy stays out of the way, right? right. Mm-hmm. Let's build laser, you know, do some of the things that we've talked about on the show pretty much the last four weeks. Balanced offense, center around Montgomery, right? Let Mitch, uh, you know, design run plays with Mitch. Let right. Mitch run and let him kind of make some first downs and stuff and open things up. Like A-Dub was mentioning in the last episode, take shots down the field to open it up a bit when no shots are available. Right. We need to do those kind of things, I think, for us to have a chance. Right. And I'm going to give you my last key right here. I like what you just said there. I'm going to give you my last key right here. We got to stop them in red zone. We allowed a couple of things happen, like you said, with Taysom Hill. Um, hopefully I said his name right. Getting into the end zone with rushing in. We know the guy going to get it and run it. I mean, a lot of times we saw it happen, right? He did it a couple of times and got away with it. We can't let the same play happen twice. So the thing is, we got to stop them in the red zone, make those guys settle for field goals. They settled for enough of them um, in that game, but those, on those touchdowns they got, we could have done a better job in that, in that area. Well, in that first game, we actually matched up pretty well with them in the red zone. But to your point, A-Dub, 
we have struggled because look at that yeah. Packers game. Every time they got in the red zone, bro, yep. it was it was game over. You know, so um, exactly we we can't have that come uh, Sunday. We're gonna have to limit those uh, those six six points, make them field goals, and then when we get in the red zone, we gotta punch the ball in. Exactly. Right. I know we can always rely on Papi Santos, but we can go three by three by three. We have to score <laughs> touchdowns too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, well, very good point. Miss Heidi, before we get you out of here, what's your score prediction for the game on Sunday? Oh my God. Okay. It's gonna be um, 2730 Bears. All right. So she says 30 <laughs> to 27. To 30 to 27. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A Papi Santos field goal. Game winning, game winning field goal. She called it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I could take that. I like that. What you got, A Dub? 23-20 Bears with the win if Roquan Smith is playing. Uh-oh, oh. so if he's not playing, <laughs> we're doomed, bro. <laughs> oh. I got to say it. I got to say it. Oh. I got to say it, bro. If he's I'm not playing, I think bro. we're doomed. Oof. Oof. Sorry, man. That's going to be this, tough. Yeah, there's sometimes in life, you just got to keep it 100, right? I, I yep. feel you. I feel you. I, um, wow. I'm, I'm just thinking about what you just said there. I'll say this. 27-23 Bears. Okay. That's if Roquan plays or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm going to put an asterisk on mine real quick. Okay. <laughs> that 27 to 23 is if Matt Nagy's not calling plays. Okay. <laughs> I like Let's that. Make too. sure. <laughs> yes. I like that phrase. I like yeah. that. He needs to continue to stay out of grown folks' conversation. That's it. There you go. <laughs> just, just like my mom used to tell me, boy. Go sit down over there and get out of my conversation. I'm like, all right, sorry. That should be Matt Nagy on Sunday. Hey, look, go outside and play into the street like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we, don't have, we don't want to watch him mumbling yeah. under his. Yeah. If you if you if you see him pacing up that sideline and he talks into that mic, I hope there's a hacker out there that jams uh-huh. his signal. If you guys are listening, jam his headset, please. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Because all uh-huh. that's going to be is a fourth and one bootleg to Mitch that's not going to work. So just jam that shit. If he starts right. talking to that microphone, yeah. block it. Shot, shot this. The prayers <laughs> on that. I was going to say something really bad. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, the sneaky uh, bitch. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because we know when, he had, when he's holding his Dennis menu, Yep. <laughs> we know yep. he's calling plays, but yep. he's 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 looking for for other ways to call plays. So yeah. shut him up. Shut him up. That's right. <laughs> big time. Because you because you notice that what he has in his hand now is not that big ass Denny's menu. It's a more of a concise one now. It's a smaller, right. but he still uh-huh. got something in his hand. I'm like sneaky. He's sneaky. He's sneaky. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you. He's saying something about the offense. Stay away now. <laughs> Stay your distance. Stay your distance, bro. Because, Naki, you owe all us money, bro. <laughs> for real. Get away. Well, Miss Heidi, we appreciate you for coming on the show with us today. It was a blast. It so was much a blast fun. for me, too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ada. Thank you, Press. It was such a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> I had so much fun. Thank you so much. And then I have to apologize to you that A-Dub predicted that the Saints would uh, would win the game on Sunday. That's on behalf of me and the Bears Central's podcast. 
I apologize sincerely. <laughs> well, he's more of a realist. <laughs> he's a lot of things, but we don't have much more time on the show to oh, discuss man. that. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. It's all love. I love that man. He's all good with me. But thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Appreciate thank you. It. Thank you. Bye-bye, A-Dog. Bye, Press. Thank you. Bye. All right, Queen. Hey, A-Dog, that was fun, bro. <laughs> yes, it was, man. I had a good time, man. A great time on this. Oh, man, dude. That was fun, man. And like I said, man, she's a sweetheart. Everybody loves her on Bear's Twitter. And... I wanted to have her on the show and I'm glad that you even brought the idea up to me because she was one of the first people that supported this show, man. And Agreed. when you and I started this thing, man, we didn't know like what to expect with it and if people would even want to listen to it. And man, it's right. been humbling just as we think back on this season, she brought up a really good point in the sense that if there would be a playoffs, right. Good point. Good because point. of COVID. Right. And so for you and I, not only to go into this, not knowing what to expect, but then it actually being something that people actually like and dig, I'm like, damn, this is crazy. It's humbling. <laughs> yes, it is, man. It makes you want to continue doing this. And, and I, I, I'm much appreciative of all the people who listen in on us, prayers to hear the show and to check us out. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing I wanted to, to announce, A.W., you remember on the last show, we uh, teased a, a contest that we were doing uh, for the autographed Zach Miller photo. Right. So I wanted to announce the winner for that. At ain't no underscore 12. He's the winner. And we're going to announce it tomorrow on Twitter. But uh, if he happens to listen to the show uh, early in the morning tomorrow, he'll know that, that he won. But he's the winner of the uh, of the giveaway. So congratulations to you. He's also another one that's been supporting our show from the beginning. So we appreciate him. And congratulations, bro. Congrats. Yeah. Hey, Dub, do you got anything else before we get out of here, man? Like I said, you know, this game on Sunday, we just don't know what to expect. I, I'm more optimistic about this game than I was that Packers game, just because I just feel like Breeze, there may be some moments in this game where we may be able to get him to turn the ball over. And that's the only thing that gives me hope. I think if we can break him up a little bit and if we play smart on offense, I think we got a shot. Yeah, we got a shot. We got a big chance. And I am worried about Friday to see what they're going to say about Roquan and about Money Moon. That's going to be key for me. I'm really waiting on that. Well, uh, it was reported, uh, uh, some, someone in the media broke that uh, Darnell Mooney told them specifically that he would be playing on Sunday. He will? Okay. That's good news for me, then, Press. That's right. So, yeah, we will have a Money Moon sighting out there on Sunday. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, man, this is a fun show. A-Dub, going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Barry Centers podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. On our next episode, we will recap the wildcard playoff matchup against the Saints. Bear Nation, come down with us. Peace.